You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. Hey everyone, this is Sherry. And this is Adam. And you're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Sherry, today we're talking about a topic that I know you're pretty familiar with because you actually work in this area, sort of, right? Actually, today we're going to talk to two special people, two physical, one physical therapist, one physical therapy assistant, and we're going to talk about um, physical therapy, rehab, how it can help you increase the quality of your life, help you with any physical pains, chronic pains, acute pains you've been having, uh, things to know when to ask your doctor about maybe seeing a physical therapist and why someone would come to a physical therapist or a physical therapy assistant. So let's welcome our guests. Today we've got Brandy Cox and Linda Chrisman. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. So physical therapy, why would somebody go into physical therapy? I know a lot of people might think immediately like rehabbing after a surgery or or maybe a, a sudden injury, but there's other reasons that people should get physical therapy as well, right? Yeah, definitely. If you're having like balance issues, um, I mean, dizziness, weakness, yeah, weakness in general, decreased functional activities. So, so just using that as our example, so something like dizziness, how can physical therapy help dizziness? Can you explain that a little bit? Um, so actually there's crystals in your ears that can get out of position. And so we can kind of test to see, are those out of position? Is that why you're having dizziness? Um, we can also see, is it just poor proprioception, poor balance that's making you feel like you're dizzy? Um, different things like that. And then so when I think of, of rehabbing from different things, I just think of like exercises that people do. So with that dizziness in mind, is that, are there exercises that would help correct that as well? Yeah. So we would teach you kind of a positioning thing that you can do here. Usually with the dizziness, um, it takes a few sessions to kind of go away. Um, We do different maneuvers where you're kind of rolling over and that helps to decrease the dizziness and then just working on the balance here and then some balance things and strengthening at home too. You know, I think about physical therapy, and it's also known as rehabilitation therapy. Um, some people do call it that. And I, I often think how much schooling you have to have to be a physical therapist. Um, many or all of you physical therapists are doctorates of physical therapy. And um, that's several years of clinicals before you get to be a physical therapist. So I, I don't think people often realize that you're doctors of physical therapy. And um the amount of work you have to do in order to become one and just knowing the entire body and how it works. And, you know, when someone gets injured, I think we take it for granted so often. And to rehab yourself back, you know, let's say just to being able to drive and shut the door or because I, t- I tore my shoulder. You don't think about that until it's injury time. And do you guys, when you work with patients, talk about, okay, after you're done with me, you need to continue X, Y, and Z to just have, you know, to be able to function the way you want to? Yeah, quite often. Um, that's a big part of our job too is education. 
um, you know, we explain, we encourage, um, and even that follow through because we, you know, we take them through what they need to know. And then again, they have to do a lot of these things at home. And so even once they get home, things to kind of keep um, their quality of life or to keep that balance, to keep that strength. And a lot of times they're motivated because they want to keep up with their grandkids or they want to be able to go on trips and, you know, be able to do all the things that they, they've done and without um, pain or, you know, without fear of falling. So, you know, usually people are most motivated, but yeah, sometimes we have to encourage that for that next step after they have actually completed physical therapy. I have to tell you, watching you guys work at your craft is amazing because, you know, post-stroke even, I'll give that as an example, Um, having someone come from a stroke and then come into, go to rehab for a couple weeks in the hospital, working with the therapist, and then from there, outpatient therapy, and just the mindset that you create for these patients to say, you can do this. And go from go from that to being able to walk again. It's pretty amazing. What are some of the things that you you feel very proud for, Linda, as um, a PTA? Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, I've seen a lot of different things over the many multiple years that I've been doing this, and um, you know, never say never. I mean, people surprise you every single day, and um, you know, they give you their best. And again, we're there. Um, to guide them, to lead them, to encourage, to educate, and assist. And um, I don't know, the human body does its best to try to self-heal. And um, and again, you know, they have their goals that they want to be able to, you know, get to the very best level they can. And it's so rewarding that maybe they're able then to get back home. Like they don't have to go to the care center or they can be assistive one and their loved one, you know, it's at a level where their loved one can assist them in what they need to. So, you know, at the very beginning, it might be max assist two and then maybe assist a one and then the right amount of assistive devices. And sometimes we go into the homes and do home visits and then kind of see how they function in their own environment. Because again, you can only simulate so much, you know, in the clinic. So that's a big part of a, a big component of our therapy um, world as well. I know I, I mentioned the stroke, but let's talk about outpatient therapies too. Um, I am someone that I'm, we're all active sitting at this table. And, you know, when you get injured, sometimes you try to recover on your own. How does someone know, and I'm kind of trying to make myself listen to this a little bit more, how does someone know when they should see a physical therapist versus trying to help themselves at home? Well, to touch a little bit upon, you know, you like say, for instance, you know, back pain, you know, there's simple little things that you can do at home. And whether that's, you know, your little home remedies of exercises, use heat or cold, some people will use topicals or some over the counter meds, you can do stretches, um, you know, little things like even changing your shoes, if you've got, you know, back pain, um, ergonomics, kind of thinking of how your posture is, you know, in your daily activities or at work. Um, But when you start having issues like maybe, you know, weakness into the legs, um, drop foot, a change in bowel and bladder, um, severe pain, stomach pain. I mean, these are kind of some red flag things that you really do need to go to your doctor and um, maybe have some tests and um, determine then, you know, physical therapy, you know, is appropriate or additional testing and physical therapy. So you could actually say, that physical therapy is a is would it be the recommended first step to solving some of these pain issues or other issues versus something like 
You know, a lot of people might be like, oh, I just tweaked my back. I probably need surgery. Now, I mean, I don't know. Surgery is yeah. always the first thought, you know? Yeah, we usually like to do the conservative approach. So, I mean, going to see your doctor first and getting, you can specifically ask to come to physical therapy because working on that core strength and even the hip and just pelvic strengthening can really add that dynamic stability so that if you are on that borderline like, hey, I might have a major injury because of this, you can come do that strengthening and kind of prevent having that big injury because you're stronger and just able to move better with better control. So, yeah, definitely doing that conservative approach is usually the best option at the start at least. And I think that that's one of the benefits I think I want to get into a little bit about physical therapy is it can solve the problem through, I want to say naturally through exercise and and things like that versus having to take some sort of pain medication, which can be very addictive. Yes, definitely. So yeah, we get people all the time that have had chronic back pain, chronic knee pain, and it's just crazy. Even by the end of the first session, they can see a ton of relief in their pain. We get people all the time that they come and they say like, you know, I was scared to come see you because I thought you were going to hurt me and I'm feeling so much better now and I want to come back. And so it's, yeah, just kind of a cool thing that you can see relief so quickly. So yeah, and back pain doesn't always have to have an underlying disease process going on. I mean, it can just be from overuse, overwork, positioning, um, you know, very common um, factors. Um, So yeah, you want to kind of start very conservative approach first. Would you say that back pain is probably one of your most seen uh, patients? Or what type of diagnoses do you guys actually see? Yeah, we see a lot of back pain, um, a lot of knee pain, a lot of post-surgical individuals after like a shoulder surgery or a knee replacement. Correct. Um, And so this is an outpatient therapy clinic, though. So would that be different when we think about the inpatient experience? Would that be, that's probably not mostly back pain, right? Yeah, in the inpatient setting, I feel like you're seeing a lot of people that are just kind of unsteady on their feet um, and just, a not, little more debility. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, not really feeling like themselves. And so we kind of go in and we assess, like, are you safe to move around your own house? Are you safe to return home? Um, that's more of the inpatient setting. And, I mean, they could definitely have back pain or joint pain. And we also see people in the inpatient setting, like, immediately after surgery, too. Or if they need, like, multiple therapies. I mean, if you're an inpatient, then you have, obviously, access to the um, PT, occupational therapy, speech therapy, which, again, you have access to that as an outpatient as well. But usually it's just, you know, like I said, post-surgery that they're acutely hurting or, you know, need a little bit of inpatient time um, to kind of meet their needs. So I'm probably the one person in the room that doesn't know a lot, a lot about this stuff. So that's why I'm going to take over a little bit, Sherry. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> so you just mentioned um, some of the different areas, I guess. So what's the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy and other types of therapies? What what sets those apart? Well, with physical therapy, it's a lot about mobility, you know, getting up, moving, um, leg strengthening, balance, um, returning to your prior level of function. Um, and, uh, you know, with occupational therapy, it's a little bit more of what we call ADLs, activities of daily living and your arms and helping people get dressed. Um, 
cognition. I mean, we all look at cognition, but especially um, occupational therapy and speech therapy, they'll do a lot of um, cognition, like can people return home and balance their checkbook? And are they safe to maybe drive? And can they live independently? Are they safe to cook? Will they remember to turn the stove back off? You know, so, but we complement each other well um, as a team. And I know I can't speak for every area, but I know that in Waterloo, we even have a recreational therapist where I think his main focus is just getting people back out and used to being in the community again. So um, so I've actually worked quite a bit with uh, a lot of the physical therapists here in Northeast Iowa over the past few weeks, meeting a lot of people and, and just being educated with, with some of the things that, that you guys offer. I know that there's different things like hand therapy or lymphedema, um, things like that. So first of all, for people that don't work in this specialty, what, what is like lymphedema, things like that? What are some other common specialties within physical therapy? Because that's, that's pretty a, a specialized focus, right? Yeah. So there's a wide range of different specialties. Like we have someone over at the Kimball Ridge Center that specializes in women's health. Um, so she deals with individuals having like pelvic pain, um, incontinence, or those are the two main things I believe that she works with, which I mean, Oh, many individuals, male and female, both deal with that. So it's wonderful having someone in the area that specializes in that. Um, lymphedema, we have an occupational therapist over at the Kimball Ridge Center that specializes in that. And what is lymphedema? Um, your lymphatic system is not really clearing itself out, so you have swelling kind of into the soft tissues. And a lot of times you can have that, say, if somebody had breast surgery, um, sometimes you have lymphedema then into that affected arm, that same side. But mm-hmm. you can have chronic lymphedema in legs just because your peripheral vascular system isn't quite functioning. So did I? am I connecting it correctly that it's kind of related to your lymph nodes? Lymph? Is that lymphedema lymph nodes? Is that the connection? Kind of, yeah, like your lymphatic and system. system in general. Um, I just want to make sure that I, we make it clear for people who don't speak the medical yes. lingo. Yes, right. <laughs> right. yes. So right. I know um, Kate, the occupational therapist that works with this, she comes in and evaluates like how much swelling they're having and then kind of teaches them a wrap um, a way to wrap your own limb so that, or you can have a family member do it for you so that you can help to decrease that swelling. It just, yeah, it kind of provides that pressure in the area to get that lymphatic system moving a little bit better. Um, when we talk about lymphedema, it's hard to understand as a, as a, a person on the streets, what is it? But you think often about the swelling. If you see something swelling that's abnormal, that continues to swell, and it's not because of, you know, just an injury you just had that doesn't go down. It's it's a constant swelling. It's it's very uncomfortable. And it doesn't always have to be by an injury. It could be by being obese because your body is unable to move the fluids the way it should. Diabetes is also another um, factor that, that contributes to lymphedema. So if you're a listener out there and you're, you're, you're swelling, and it doesn't have to be constant, but you're swelling and it's staying for months and you can tell there's fluid under your skin, that could be a sign of edema or lymphedema that you could see a specialist for and get help for. You don't have to live with that. Very true. Very true. So that's great information. What about some other um, common focuses within therapy? So TMJ pain is also... Um, a common thing that people have. So your TMJ 
is the temporomandibular joint. Um, So that's in your jaw. If you're noticing whenever you open your mouth um, or eating and having pain in your jaw or in the joint of your jaw, then um, you could definitely go see someone for this. Also, individuals usually have clicking in their jaw, and definitely you could see a physical therapist for that. Sometimes headaches are even related to this TMJ issue that you could be having. So we do have someone over in Cedar Falls that specializes in this as well. Um, She can just kind of take a look at the jaw joint um, and the neck and just head in general and see if she can help your headache pain, your jaw pain, your clicking in the jaw um, in different areas. You know what's really interesting about TMJ is I think a lot of people get headaches and even migraines and they don't realize that it's coming from the joint are the muscular system in their jaw. And talking to our specialist, she was saying that most or half of her referrals are from dentists who go in to do a cleaning and they can't open their jaw. And then they start to have conversation about they're tight. They can't, they feel the clicking. Mm -hmm. They have headaches and they're referring to our physical therapist to help their patients as well, which is interesting to me. Or we've had people that sometimes they just, it came on from just a big yawn Mm -hmm. or, you know, a big apple or just something got kind of out of alignment and then it, it they needed assist you know a specialist to kind of uh, address that you know and I think you know the other thing I wanted to hit upon is Adam mentioned this earlier is we talk about you know joint replacements we people know that you guys are there for them uh, back pain acute or chronic um, post-stroke you name it you guys are there but you know the the athletes as well is a, is a big component I think um you know, we were probably all athletes at some point in our own mind, really super awesome <laughs> athletes. And we probably, if you're an athlete, you get injured and it's just part of the, the, the life of it. But, you know, when you want to get back on that field or, you know, that court quickly, what can you talk to our um, podcasters out there about time of healing? I mean, I know, I know most people will say, ice it in two days, see how it's going and go from there. But I mean, is there such a thing as for the athletes out there listening, taking too short of a rest and then injuring it more? Absolutely. And um, because you, especially you normally have swelling, you have pain. And so you need to address those, you know, to begin with and try to at least get somewhat your full range back. So say an ankle injury, you know, if it's really swollen, you have to address that. It's going to be painful. It's going to be weak. So you don't want to just throw some ice on it, wrap it and go right back out because you're at a very high risk for additional injury. And then that's going to keep you off the playing field a lot longer. I think when you, when, when you, we, put that in mind, it kind of reminds me that um, physical therapy or just therapies in general is one of those specialties that you're seeing patients of all ages, really. I mean, you could be, I mean, I know I see children that are that are in the hospital um, for different therapies, uh, some of them developmentally related. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about high school athletes just now. We're talking about the older population doing knee and hip replacement, stuff like that. So really, you're seeing patients all over the board. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you typically have people that specialize in like the younger individual, um, I would say maybe 10 years old and younger. We have some pediatric physical therapists that specialize in that. Um, Here at the clinic, we've seen, I would say probably 10 years old up to close to 90 years old. So um, definitely a wide range of individuals that we get here. And um, to kind of hit on what Linda said too about 
um, wanting to do strengthening so that you prevent future injuries. You know, you could have an athlete who has a simple ankle sprain and they get right back on the field. And because of that ankle instability, they end up hurting their knee because they have that weakness there. And so they're just not moving how they should be. So definitely, if you have something that's a simple injury, it could always get a little bit worse if you don't do the strengthening and the stretching that you need to do to get back on your feet. So I guess, you know, listening to both Linda and you, um, do you guys think as physical therapists and a physical therapist assistant that one of the key factors to staying healthy and and, and making sure that your quality of life main, is maintained through as you age, is it strength training? Is it stretching? Is it both? Or what, what do you think the key factors to that are? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> you know, combination. The combinations for sure. You know, keeping your flexibility because you're at less risk for injury. Um, and then just being able to do the things, reaching above, you know, um, your shoulder height to reach, you know, up for something um, and keeping that balance so you don't fall. So if you have a strong core, um, because we see a lot of patients that, you know, they fall. Well, maybe they don't break something the first time, but they might, you know, hit their head. They might sustain other injuries. And so... Yeah, you need to be flexible. You need to be strong. Um, balance is a is a is a key thing. So really, it's it is a good combination. And in physical therapy, we address all of those and and many more issues. I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, so I feel like so we're in again we're in the outpatient setting. So I think a lot of our conversation we've talked about movement and and things that can be corrected by that. But but I'm also reminded about the inpatient uh, therapies that we provide. So when I think of the inpatient setting, I know um, maybe stroke recovery, um, burns even, um, things like that. Can either one of you speak to some of those types of inpatient therapies that um, you guys work with? Sure. Um, You know, we see them, you know, obviously inpatient rehab, and then they transition to outpatient. Um, But very much, even diagnoses like MS, Parkinson's disease, um, someone that has lost a limb, like a a below the knee amputation or above the knee amputation, spinal cord. um, Really, we cover all various neurological as well as orthopedic type uh, injuries and diagnoses. Um, So yeah, we have a wide variety of staff that really has great experience across the board to address all those different diagnoses and help them progress, you know, toward their individual goals. I want to take this moment to make sure that we point out that the Waterloo Medical Center is an accredited center um, under CARF, and that stands for Commission on Accreditation of Rehabilitation Facilities. And I know our friends over in Dubuque have that CARF accreditation as well. Um, and uh, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of the other regions that we have across Mercy One that have that accreditation, but we do have certified certified therapists even across the state. So. I mean, and that's a pretty big deal. When you're looking at a rehab place after such a traumatic injury, it'd be definitely something you'd want to look at because these therapists are very specialized in these diagnoses that Linda talked about. So, you you know, being credited as a CARF accreditation, having a CARF accreditation is a pretty big deal. And so I think that's something that these guys should be very proud of because I'll tell you what, I, I, I work mostly in outpatient. I do have a department that is inpatient. I'm wowed every single day by patient recovery on what physical therapy and occupational therapy and speech therapy do for our patients. I mean, when you're told that your mobility is going to be this potentially from the physician, and then you come to a therapist and you go beyond that 
whatever, you know, it's mindset, it's the therapist, it's just, you know, everything working together to just make them mobile again and have that quality of life back. And so, you know, if you're listening out there and you feel like, you know, I never could be that again, I could never do that again, I'm too old for that. It's never too old. I truly believe your muscles can be retrained. And, and you may not be as strong when you're 80 as you were when you're 30, but you certainly could be very mobile, just as mobile or even more mobile than you were 50. Mm-hmm. Right. And we meet patients where they're at. You know, um, we tell people, you know, it's not like we're trying to train them for a 5K. You know, what are their personal goals? What do they need to be able to do? What would they what's important to them? And we meet them at that level and then start from there. Brandy and Linda, we just got a couple minutes left here before we got to wrap it up. But do you have any closing thoughts you want to leave our listeners? I would just say it's I I love what I've been doing for 34 plus years. It's quite rewarding. You meet such unique, individual, loving people that I, I hope I've made a difference in their life, but they certainly have made a difference in my life. And I just feel like physical therapy, the field in general, and our staff particularly, um, have so much to offer. So like uh, what Sherry said, you know, don't sell yourself short. Come see us if you have some issues that um, you want to address, um, and we'll certainly be on your team and, and help you every step of the way. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I'm, this career is just amazing. It's wonderful helping individuals get back to how they were living previously or help them feel better than they have ever before. Um, we tell people a lot of times, motion is lotion. Like, keep moving. Keep those joints moving because, you know, if you're laying around or sitting around because you're having an ache and pain, you're going to feel even worse. But if you get up and you move and come see us or come see anyone in the area, especially in the Mercy One um, area, then we can help you get back to your prior level of function. Well, I hope I hope people listening ha- have taken that away is, is no matter where they live in the state of Iowa or even across the country, whether Mercy One or not, physical therapy can be a solution to whatever's um, uh, plaguing you, I guess, as far as different aches or pains before you think of a more, quote unquote, drastic option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're sitting at home and you have a lot of these aches and pains, like I loved what Brandy had said, motion is lotion. And that is so true. Get up. Go call your doctor, see if you can see a therapist, because you shouldn't sit at home feeling those aches and pains. It can be helped. And so um, we have, we're, we're blessed here because we have so many rock stars, physical therapists, occupational therapists, uh, PTAs, CODAs, speech therapists, and that's our lingo. But just know that our therapists are all here to help, and they create a team that no matter what your ailment is, like Adam said, it's they're there for you and they're ultimately there to get you back to the goals you want to achieve. And so keep moving and keep moving towards those therapists. If you're not moving. (laughs) (laughs) If you like this topic today, I want to remind you that we do have a couple other episodes that are therapy related that you should check out. And uh, first one is episode number five. That episode's about relief for incontinence. And that's with our therapist, Brendy Nichols. who we mentioned a little bit earlier and also go back to episode number 32. We talked about exercising while injured because when you're out there running or lifting or anything, an injury can sidetrack you right away without even you expecting it. Um, so with that being said, uh, Brandy, Linda, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you very much yeah. for having us. Thank Thanks, you for having guys. Us. Thank you.
All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. If you have feedback, please make sure to send it our way. You can send an email to podcast at mercyhealth.com or check us out online at mercyone.org slash podcast. There's a nice little submission form that you can fill out. And all of our episodes are also at that website, mercyone.org slash podcast. Um, Have a great day, everyone. And as always, live your best life.